This is episode 941 with player career development coach Bayon Lee Arashi. At a level of a grassroots player, the simple truth is that mm. you don't need an agent. The simple truth. That was why yeah. we have that's that's what we've talked about here. You need to play organized football. Remember, we mentioned that, right? And where do, where are you supposed to play the organized football in an academy or a professional football environment? So the people saddled with the responsibility of dealing with agents are supposed to be your academy mm. or your professional football that mm. you are playing I get with. You. Even though folks out there know this and they will probably hear this from us now, but some of them will still <laughs> carry their coconut head and find one is in Croatia, is in Germany. With I mean, yesterday I see went through two fake mm. invitation letters from a club. This kid sent it to me on LinkedIn on on Instagram. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Can you check this invitation for me? And I will say, how much have you paid? And some of them will not be able to answer. And some of them are already in that country, abandoned, yeah. trying to find their way. They can't find their way simply mm. because of that desperation. Welcome to Athlete Maestro, a podcast tailored for athlete development, improvement, and peak performance. And now, here's your host. Now, of course, you can trust me that um, when it comes to anything that has to do with football, um, you're going to find me there in terms of the attention that I devote to it. Because obviously, it's a sport that I'm very passionate about. It's a sport that I played. And it's a sport that I want to see many more athletes do exceptionally well in that endeavor. And of course, that is where Bayon Lee Arashi comes in. So he's the founder of Scout Bowlers and is also the founder of Midas Football Academy. This is a guy who is attempting and of course is doing a pretty damn good job of ensuring that young footballers are properly educated on the process or what it takes to become a professional football player. And of course, he puts putting his money where his mouth is in owning a football academy. And we had an elaborate discussion on all things football, the process that it takes, what young footballers should know. And trust me, because this is also my domain, it was a conversation that I was supremely happy to have. And it's one that we had been trying to put together for an exceptionally long time and of course i was super happy that we were able to eventually do it now of course the dream of every young footballer is to become like messi is to become like ronaldo and all the superstars and the honest truth is that the desperation that a lot of these young footballers have is what you know allows agents and people in the world of football take unnecessary advantage of them because of that desperation but you have people like Bayonley who are trying to make a difference. You know, we talk about what it means to be in a football academy, what a football academy does. We talk about what footballers should know about working with agents, what agents look out for in some of these players. We also talk about his book, Roadmap to a Successful Football Career, that you can also get. Trust me, if you're looking for the complete episode um, for young footballers, then trust me, this is the episode you should be listening to at least in 2023 so i'm super excited for you guys to listen to it this episode guys is brought to you by my free email course on the five most important skills footballers need so you're a young footballer the five most important skills you need trust me 
I created a free email course for it. Even if you think you know what they are, trust me, you do not know it in as much detail. Head over to athletemaestro.com forward slash FM email course forward slash FM email course. So athletemaestro.com forward slash FM email course. Get your hands on that free email course. So of course, you ensure that you are working on the right things that you should be working on. Once you signed up for that, Come back to this episode between myself and Bayon Lee Arash. It's my pleasure, bro. Thank you so much for finally having me on the show. Um, you are doing an amazing work. I already told you that behind the scene and just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying, really I'm trying, trying to, to be here. like you as well, you know, because I I see your I see your workout <laughs> videos and, uh, you know, the, the content that you put out as well. So I say, ha, you know, even though I'm not at that level yet, let me let me continue to try my best. But it's great to connect. We've been trying to do this uh, for a bit, but I mean, there's uh, a better lead than never, as they usually say, and I'm sure we're going to have a fabulous conversation. Yes. Yes. It's barely than ever. Thank you. Thank you very much for those positive feedback. I'm oh, excited. Definitely. We have to link. So definitely. Either either when on. I'm in US. Um, coincidentally, my wife just got back from the US. Um, I think that was a few weeks ago, but she was in Philadelphia. So I know you're in Texas, which is you know more or less like uh, across the country, so to speak. But I'm sure we'll have plenty of time to connect in future. Let's start out uh, by only with um, your your background in football. Now, of course, that's a perfect connection point because. I also have my story. You know, you will see a lot of people with stories, you know, in football, which is what makes me admire the work that you do. So you're the founder of Midas Football Academy. Talk to me about, you know, starting that. What led you to doing that? What led you to setting up the academy? And of course, I know now you're also registered in the U.S. as well. Absolutely. Um, thank you very much. I, I've shared this story for, for many, many, on many, many occasions. Uh, but I will not want to go into all of it today again. But basically, uh, my background is in uh, broadcast journalism. Um, I started as a broadcaster in 1999 mm. uh, with MITV in Lagos. Um, I was just supposed to be a technician. Um, but as I always tell people, you don't know who is watching you. Um, then I had one of my uh, chief engineer I was watching. Whenever I put on the analog transmitter, I'm going to walk away to the master control room and I'll be staring at them there what they're what they, what they doing i didn't know he was watching a couple of weeks he was like young man i don't think you're going to be an engineer so i'm going to move you to the production department so that was how i went to production so i learned how to direct uh transmission how to do vtr we call it back then graphics and a couple of years later one of my supervisors uh at mit moved across mm -hmm. to africa independent television which is owned by yeah. dark communications ait and ray power and, and, he, and he, a week later, he called me and said, oh boy, mm -hmm. I need you here, you know? So and they signed me on, AIT signed me on back then in 2002, I think I believe I joined Dial Communications. And um, I was drafted to the production department, but AIT has a better structure. They have a football department, they have people that cover politics. So I was put in sports and most of the qualifiers for the national team, yeah. both on the 17, Flying Eagles and Super Eagles, I uh, was always a uh, part of it. So that was my training, um, learning how to direct live soccer games. Uh, fortunately for me, I, I had a chance to go to uh, a couple of Africa Cup of Nations and the FIFA World Cup, um, uh, two of them in 2006 in Germany and 2010 in South Africa. But the 2006 in Germany was like the eye opener for me. Um, that was the first time I was actually traveling outside of Africa. 
uh, you know and when you go to europe and you see the way things are done you see kids playing the game um from the age of four or five something that doesn't happen where you come from and you, and you started getting and i've always been very inquisitive person um yeah. kids play up to the dark you know then it was in the summer um 10 11 pm you still have the daylight um people are still playing football uh we call it soccer here now so you have to forgive me mm -hmm. if I'm yeah football. of course of course <laughs> of course and when i came back home i started having the idea like what can i do because i just feel i've always been entrepreneurial in spirit um mm. even though i didn't know how i was going to go about it so a couple of years later in 08 um through one or two friends that i made I started thinking about okay can i start something um that kids can do um so i called on a friend that didn't have a very successful career in football he played in ghana that was the highest he played i'm like i had this idea i want to start a football academy um with the college football club there everybody wants to mm -hmm. football club uh yeah. but i had a little bit of structure so we started our first training pitch was at a honda manufacturing at otter uh, i don't know if he's mm -hmm. still there till date i believe yeah. Uh, they gave us the facility so we, we did an, a free screening for kids to come we had the hundreds of them uh we had success real quick real quick uh some of my friends that i connected with while i was in europe uh one of them is uh, a federal police officer in germany he just saw what i was doing and i think i adopted technology very early so i normally mm. share uh my work um online so he was like you have an academy now i said yes i have midas football academy he said okay why not bring the yeah. boys for a tournament next summer we're talking about 2009 i said absolutely so um call the boys talk to a couple of parents i said let's let's give it a shot and we went to germany um we were, were supposed to go with 18 players three officials uh as you know our ways we went to apply for visa yeah. the embassy german embassy gave us 12 they approved 13 visas 12 players one official i being the only mm -hmm. official so I went to Germany with the boys to play what they called a football uh, Lions Gold Cup back then in Germany in the in uh, Hamburg, and the boys, even though there were just twelve of them, they won that tournament on the seventeenth. Wow. And we also went to Denmark after that to a football festival. That one is a huge event; it's always every year with thousands of kids. We also won that tournament as well. So I'm like, oh, okay, this is interesting. So I started seeing the business side of it just apart from mm. passion uh but yeah. then i did not understand how it works that's a long time ago 2009 so i came back with all the kids and that that one is a long story on on its own mm. parents were like why did you come back with our kids they were very good players but nobody was interested in them and i didn't understand it better and that was how i actually got uh into uh football uh, academy uh, business and since then it's always it's been a long journey very tough uh, but it's something I love, um, and I'm really looking forward to really uh, doing it on a larger scale. I'm, I see you can you can see behind me right now. That's a legacy right there behind me. That's mm. that's what the future is going to be. To uh, it has become now like an institution, which I think is what we do not have in Africa. Let mm. me put it that way, uh, where an academy would just not be a place where kids would just come to kick football around. Uh, but yeah. will be something much more for them where they can learn how to play, how to be good human being first. And the odds of them not being not becoming professional can be explained to them very early on in their life so they can adopt uh, other kind of skills so that if that doesn't work, they can fall back on something. 
Mm, that's that's an interesting story, you know, and um, it's actually enlightening because it's not something that I knew myself. You know, if you had asked me, I'd have said, you know, probably Midas, yeah, five years old or thereabout. But going all the way back, uh, like you have said, that that's been an interesting journey. Now we're going to come to um, the footballers part of things, so soccer, as you guys call it, you know, and kind of use your experience in running the academy, seeing the players that have come in and out. But I don't want to forget this, which is why I want to ask this first is what has been the most difficult thing from the player's perspective because you know the, the podcast is athlete maestro so we are trying to help athletes master their crafts of being athletes you know so the mental aspect the physical aspect understanding the business side of sports as well what's been the most difficult thing with running the academy from the player's perspective wow that's a very strong question um and i'll put it this way one of the biggest challenge for me that I've observed now, looking at looking down, is mm. there is no um, opportunity for the kids to start early. We do not preach mm. it enough um, that this game is more of psychology than the physical that we see okay. these days. Um, I still have up to date um, young boys, 21 years old, 20 years old, still saying they want to join the football academy. Um, this is not being explained enough for a lot of people to understand it that if you want to be a professional if you really not even a professional if you want to play the game and really understand if this is my calling or not the um capacity and the knowing that you have to start early mm. it's very very important this has been the biggest challenge now though a lot of parents are beginning to adopt that of course not because they want their kids to participate in sports uh, but they are attracted with the financial part of it, with the, yeah, yes. it, with <laughs> the figures uh, that the kids are earning every week. Um, and thank God we have a couple of our boys uh, in Europe doing well. Samuel Chukweze with Villarreal, uh, Victor mm -hmm. Osine with Napoli, the highest goal scorer in the Italian league at the moment, something that you've not had in almost over 100 years. Um, a couple of them are doing excellent. In the top, I'm talking about top football league now. So, yeah. and those guys, you can actually trace them that they started early. All these ones, the two I mentioned played at the under 17 for the national team. That is a lot of work. They must have played at least 10 years of organized football for them to get to that level. We do not have enough of that. So I think that is the number one challenge. Now, uh, the second thing I'm going to mention is the environment. Uh, the, the country itself or the nation itself, or let's say the continent at large, have not adopted that fact that Whatever you want to do, you have to start from the foundation, building mm -hmm. a strong foundation uh, where kids can thrive. Uh, in, in this kind of in, in this society that I live in today, that I'm privileged to live in, because I count it a huge privilege. Um, you see, in almost every two miles that you walk, um, I'm trying to yep. look, look at the in kilometer in our own world back home. Uh, maybe mm -hmm. that's about three point something kilometer. You see a park. And in all of these parks, yeah. you see a soccer field, you see athletes, you see a, a track and field pitch in a park. You know that means it is adopted as part of that community building. We have yeah. not adopted this, and even now it is not been adopted. What you see online is people building big houses, even school <laughs> that play sports. My kids are in private school in Nigeria. None of them is playing sports, which is sad. And for personally, it's sad for me that mm. kids that are in private school do not even have a chance to play sports. And number three, 
the game is the sport is too expensive mm, mm, mm. that's it that, that's a good one you know i'll pick up from the the environment and you know not a lot of children playing it i remember when i was talking to because one of the things that i also i also do for the parents is because i realized that just like you had said working with these athletes you kind of see especially the ones that are from africa i don't have this problem with the ones that are in europe that are abroad america and all of that but it's always from the africans where you find out that there was always there was a problem from that parenting angle with them mm. you know i was talking to a few parents i think that was sometime last year you know and i was telling them that you cannot be serious about your child taking sports seriously and you send them to a school that is not sports oriented so you know all these schools now that are in one compound where you don't even have a field you don't even have a gymnasium no. you don't even have any sporting facilities no. everything is literally in one compound when it's time for sports and games they literally just throw them out to the corridor you know and then maybe they run a little bit you know and all of that so you know i get that analogy perfectly but as an athlete that comes to you now a footballer right comes to you now sees that you run midas football academy wants to get involved now what is your advice to that type of footballer so you can you can take it up from you know either the age that the footballer is or you can take it up from anywhere but the guy comes to you mr byonley you know I, I see that you are into this you are in this line of work you run this academy you're knowledgeable please advise me how do i go about this what do you say to them you uh started very right by saying about age when you mention age one of the first thing that i preach and hmm. believe it or not, it's one of the things that, that does not make me a very popular figure back home is the issue of age. Um, yeah. It is proven over and over and over. Nigeria on the 17 national team has the highest um, trophy at that level in the entire world, right? Followed by Brazil and, and others. Why have we won that much? Because we've lied over about age over over years over the years i've said it over and i'm and i'm saying it based on facts right yeah. just look at the record go look at the record. go look at all the players that participated in on the 17 until recent until recently until victor osimen samuel chukweze akilichi henacho and the likes look at others look at how their career went apart from Mwako mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. you can tell um so the first question for me is how old are you and this is mm. always the answer I get. At nine out of ten, if I ask an athlete or a player, how old are you? They will ask me my real age or my football age. Mm. Mm. I deal with this every day. Even while I'm here, I manage the academy WhatsApp, WhatsApp uh, number, right? So I, I, I'm able to screen the messages and the questions this kid are asking. So some of them will tell you, my real age is 20, my football age is 14. I'll first tell them there's nothing like that. I understand where you're coming from. That's yeah. how... That's how you were told. But the truth is, that's how we have to start. It is a cancer that we have to take care of first. If a kid is already out of high school and he wants to start playing football, the odds of him making it is very, very extremely low. Hmm. But for example, if you are just about to finish your first, um, I don't know what they call it now. I think they call it grade now. We call it primary school. And the people that were yeah, older than us call it class. Yeah. So we call it primary school. If your kid is in primary one or to primary four or five and is already playing, that kid has a potential of not just becoming a star in the game, which the odd is also low, but to learn the basics of the game along the line. If you start playing mm. at four, my son is just four years old, he's already playing soccer. 
right? You already you can already mm -hmm. tell you, you already fought, fell in love with the game, and that's how you get to know. If he doesn't like that sport that very early on, you can easily switch the kid around and move him move him or her to another sport. So starting early is very so if a kid come, I'll ask you, what how old are you? So if you tell mm -hmm. me you are 17, for example, yes, I'm not gonna discourage you, but I will give you an honest assessment on the sport. Play that be in that academy for a year. If you do not see any improvement in yourself, please go learn something. You might love the mm. game and you can and you are not able to play, but there's still other way you can contribute. I never play football at the highest level, uh, but today I can actually say to an extent, I'm an administrator and a great one at that because I have had the capacity to be able to keep developing myself in the area of administration. Mm. You know how can i get better so you can be a 19 year old uh coach graduating from national institute of sports and align yourself with one small football club and from there you grow that's how we have the next possible pep guardiola and the likes look at how guardiola is in his early 40s he has already won everything except for yeah. the national team yeah. so there are other areas where you can add if you really don't want to play the course even in the United Kingdom, that is the king of football. Two out of two point something million kids that play football, academy football, organized football. Mm -hmm. My brother, only about two percent out of two point something million go on to play in the English Premier League. Mm -hmm. Just imagine that odd. That's extremely low. But there, there is a system in place for them to have something else to do in that area if you really want to be involved in sports. Mm, that, that, that's a good answer. And of course, um, those, those odds are things that have always been said time and time again. And of course, it's been propagated a lot. And, you know, whilst the stats or the facts don't lie, you know, the truth is that the people that are doing it don't have two heads, right? Oh. So it means that certainly they've done something right they've been lucky um they've planned it out perfectly or, or whichever the case is the point is there are people that are doing it so let's take it now from that kid who comes to you who is at that perfect age so let's assume that because obviously if they are maybe 10 11 12 they're not going to come to you alone so maybe they're coming to you with their parents are okay yeah so only you know i have this guy who is very passionate about this he seems to be good obviously they are not experts so they can't assess him right but this is something we want to support him all the way through. What are you then advising someone like that? Because we are working now with ideal situations. Let's yes. assume that kid is young, has a lot of potential, willing to learn all those type of things. You are the expert in football world, right? What does that kid then do? Number one is psychology. Um, you have to mm. work on the psychology of that kid. Um, there is a lot that a kid grew up with. Um, and. Mm. Homes are different, um, environments yeah. are different, and most of the things that shape us most of the time is our experience and our environment. Those two are very, very vital. Uh, your experience while growing up, between that age that they come and the mm -hmm. age is ideal. So you have to work on the psychology of the kid. Okay, kid, you are in training now. The training is going to last for an hour. We are doing ball work today. The ability to be able to let that kid know that this is what you have to do. And they are, on that age, they are always willing to learn. So hmm. let the kid know the importance of him not only doing that while in training. And of course, of course, when you get home, for you to yep. also have the extracurricular activity in that sport, um, the ability to follow through with the within the coach and the parents, like when the kid gets home, 
let the kid get proper rest let the kid mm. eat good food because that is when they can grow every area of their body their body strength and physique yeah physique and so yeah proper psychology upbringing by affirming those kids by validating them with your words because what you say to them matter i i i know this now better because of the environment i live in because if i tell you i know this uh, <laughs> back. 12 years ago that would be a lie um, and and, mm. and and that's being honest with your own truth as well mm. there are a lot of things that we do not know in our part of the world as a coach with a lot of coaches actually think you just coach uh, by going on the field and just tap the ball but it's the 80 percent of the work is actually done in their mind not mm. when they play what you tell mm. them what they, what you think what you think they can become and what you tell what you do after the training is very 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 key uh, so mm. consistently following up with their psychology from especially between the ages of 10 to 13 to 14 when they really start becoming an adolescent and yeah. start becoming they start choosing a path that do i really want to play this game or mm. what do i want to do that stage is, is that's where the work really is so really mm. validating them encouraging them on what they eat what they do the importance of rest the importance of extra training and then showing them the path because at 14 15 what do you expect a boy to do all they just want to do is play so you have yeah. to be able to follow up with him. That, okay, after you play, when you get home, sleep home. And when you when you wake up, if you want to do extra training, go and do it. And the next day, you come to training again. And then as a parent, you have to start urging them the importance of making video video film for the kids as, as young as they are. If they have a path, like you said, we are talking about an ideal situation now. Yeah. It has a potential. Start making video video film for them. In the United States, Canada, and some European countries, there are actually structures for kids as young as 15, 14 that have this extra talent to come to high school and play the game and be and be drafted. I mean, this is how powerful mm. it is. They can actually be drafted from high school if they are that good to go mm. on to play in the university or some college, earn a degree and become someone. So they can earn a degree on the side play the game or they can go ultimately and play the game to themselves and we are talking about every other sport now but in mm. football this is what i would do working on the psychology of the kid is important psychology is the is a is a study that has really became much popular in the last five six seven eight years and thank mm. god we now know how important it is oh yeah i mean i can definitely agree with that because a lot of the work that you know i do with athletes is usually around that mental side especially when you see when you see that kid who who believes that they are the next um messi next ronaldo and all of that and they're not willing to put in that work you know that obviously the problem you know is from the mind especially if they are going to take it the long haul now you mentioned something critical while you were talking you know which is pathway you use that you use that word a, a few times can you talk to me about the ideal pathway in football? Because this is one of the things that I also coach parents on, right? If you want to play in the NBA, right? There's a limited amount of paths that you can take to get to the NBA. Yes. You're either drafted out of college, you're either drafted from a European league, or maybe one of the teams sees you. Maybe you find your way into the G League, then one of the executives of the team, they see you or something. You're not going to be in Nigeria. You're going to be drafted you know, to the NBA. 
chances of that happening are Long next, to, next <laughs> to nothing, right? Yeah, exactly. They're next to nothing. So there's an ideal pathway for different sports. You've mentioned that term pathway, right? In football, what does that ideal pathway look like? Now, of course, we're talking about footballers. So we, we can split this into two, right? Footballers that come from Africa, then footballers that are, you know, where you are in the U.S. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm always very excited answering this question. And why am I excited? It's because now we know, like I said, some, some knowledge that you pick up as you grow as a person yourself really mm. helps you to understand some things. And the best way for you to make that knowledge uh, popular is to share it and let other people be aware of it. Up until 10, 12 years ago, I did not know some of this pathway exists. What we yeah. grew up to know is that <laughs> boys play ball uh, from high school. Uh, either anybody will sign you or somebody will sign you and you play for national team and then you go to Arsenal mm -hmm. or Chelsea or Real Madrid. <laughs> That's what we know. But now, and which is one of the reasons why the quota of um, African or Nigerian players in outside, outside of Nigeria is low mm. because many mm. of them do not know this. And you also mentioned something that I did not mention in all of those things that I said earlier, hard work. <laughs> a mm. lot of them don't understand that. But I'm going to say this first. The pathway for footballers is also two. Maybe more. Okay. But two is very, very valuable, which is what America uses and have used over the years. Although now the Major League Soccer, which is the highest level of league in, in the United States, is beginning to understand that it's tough for them to draft a player, a soccer player in the college to come and play in MLS because MLS is mm. becoming much more financially viable. Yeah. So if it, if somebody is studying, um, let me say, physical, uh, 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 political science at, um, let's say, University of Houston, and it's also playing for um, Houston Dynamo, it's hard for you to draft him out of, and you will not be able to focus on his education. So the MLS. Especially during this last convention that I went, I see that they are beginning to adjust more to making these guys play more football, but then they are mm. still adopting their style. So if you want a part of for you as a Nigerian player, first is, number one, start early, like I said. Start early. Play organized football. Organized football means at the academy level, I know that we at Midas Football Academy try, even though we are not doing as much as I would wish we should do, because yeah. there is no system in place. In order, say not climb, I use that word intentionally, there is an organization, especially in a place like Lagos, where Midas is at the moment, there should be a league for academies, which I know I made effort to start a few years ago. It was, it was a frustrated effort yeah. um, <laughs> for a young kids to participate in. So playing organized football, produce your kids, go for open trials at some of these local clubs, even though now, and I, and I will give them this credit, some Nigerian clubs are beginning to adopt the idea of giving young boys a chance. Uh, boys 17, 18 years old that are actually good, a chance to yeah. go for tryouts, you know, at local clubs. Because what many of our athletes do not know is that mm. if you are not good enough in Nigeria, how do you think you are better than uh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but many of them don't understand this it, it's, it's simple mm. but they don't understand they say i want to go abroad and that is why the issue and i'm sure as we discuss this will probably come up uh again the issue of folks out there that claims to be agents mm. scouts agents, yeah. 
taking advantage of people. I have been a victim. I'm always saying it. And whenever I say the story, it gets me emotional. But one of the one of the things we will learn about life is when stuff happens, instead of you letting it break you or bring you down, you use it as a form of strength yeah. to help yeah. others and make sure that that thing don't continue. So you have a pathway of going all the way to a professional and how you, how you can do that is going to an academy. For example, in our own academy, we let the kids go for tryouts in local clubs. We organized professional tryouts for some of our outstanding players. Again, I keep saying it, the odds for you to be the best player at Midas Football Academy and have a chance to go for trying, let's say, Turkey, is low. Because you really have to be better than many players in that Turkish club. That's the way, mm -hmm. that's a simple analogy. If a Turkish yeah. club is lacking a midfielder, you have to be the best midfielder in my academy. Not just that, you have to be one yeah. of the best midfielder in, in Lagos, in Nigeria, then before we can export you out there. So when you go out there, you have a chance. It doesn't mean that you are better than the best, but you have a chance. So mm -hmm. you have to use that path. The second path is education. We have kids that are very good academically. They know their mm -hmm. book and they can also play the game. For kids like that, that's one of the reasons why I created Scarballers. Uh, when I, and Scarballers was actually created before I relocated here in 2015. Because I looked at it like, when I started understanding that, okay, kids can actually play football in school, get scholarship, mm -hmm. be able to study for free, and yeah. also be able to like earn a degree. That pathway exists, but you have to put in the work, as you put it. How do you put in the work? By constantly developing your game, by being, I'll keep saying it, the best in whatever position you are playing, from goalkeeper to being a defender, to being a, 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 a midfielder, to being a attacker in, in either role, right wing, left wing, and, 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 and all out forward, to being whatever position you play, you have to be the best, right? And then you also have to be able to pass your basic exams. Your WIEC, you have to be very good at it. You have to score many credits or many distinctions. You have to be willing to write the SAT, which a, lot, which a couple of schools are waving now. And you have to have a film of your games of course you know we don't practice that as well how many academies <laughs> show videos of their kids i'm excited for a few of them that are doing it but these are the pathway so when you do that through our platform scarballers that are, i'm still working on to make it a perfect product which is specifically designed for players from africa player from nigeria mm. it is for us it is not like every other product out there to go on Build your profile. Say, okay, I am this, 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 this. This is my age. Post your reality there. Because like you yeah. said, no coach will come down from Houston to say, I want to come and look at you, just to come and look at you and fly 16 hours from from, from Houston to Lagos. Mm. They can easily do this on their desk. Okay, how many games highlights have you put on? Four, four game highlights, three, three minutes each, like 12 minutes in all. I can see okay you're a striker you, you you take you take your chances okay that's good then you can continue your discussion from there these opportunities are there but you have to be willing to do that work so that pathway of education is there for professional path as well of course we already said that you have to be the best and when you are the best we can easily make your video show you to potential scouts that are always looking for always hunting and thank 
thankful for some of our players representing well. They look at our market, even though we have our um, visa issues and all. But yeah. really that good. A lot of professional organizations are willing to put in the work, are willing to do whatever it is, whatever is necessary to bring you to their club, to see you physically and give you a chance. Yeah. But remember that hard work and the fact that you have to be the best. There is no second option. You are either the mm. best or you're not going to make it. It is, mm. it is that simple. Mm, good, good, good answer. You mentioned um, the the education angle. I know um, there are a couple of um, Nigerian athletes who have messaged me from the US. You know, over time, if there's an athlete listening to us now and sees that option of potentially getting a scholarship to come to the US, get into the college system, and obviously use that as a route to get into that professional angle. What's your advice to them? How can they go about it? You know, so um, I'm sitting in my house now. I, I feel like, look, I have the talent to play this game. I'm really good at my position. I want to get to the US college system. How do they go about it? Um, play organized football, one. You are in Nigeria, right? The athletes you're talking about is in Nigeria, right? Or yes, as you mean they're in Nigeria or they're in Africa, yes. Play organized football. In your organized football that you are playing, which means you are playing for an organization, an academy most likely, make sure that the academy is putting together your films, your video, mm. video of your games. If they are not making video for everybody, because you have the will to say, okay, this is the path I want to go, you have to spend some money on yourself. Mm but not by you using your and i'm trying not to be funny here your old yeah. phone to record picture to record you juggling the ball and put it together and say, this is my video. <laughs> you know we see that every day yeah. situation whereby you can reach out to a videographer like like i said that's what we hope that scalpelers will do reach out to a videographer to cover your games for you not one game that you show mm. out in is it's not enough at least mm. minimum of four games that you participate in put the clip together it's not a one-time thing also put yep. it together like a, like a highlight reel upload it on of course there's a youtube university of youtube and there are other video platforms out there put it on there and share for example i'm going to put it out there share with me go on scoutballers.com or the, the, the all social media of scoutballers is scoutballers upload it and tag target I normally will share with you if I if I see I have contact of coaches and you and thank God you say you read my book it was even a free gift I can even send you a list of coaches yourself for you to say okay coach the are you gonna write the email is there your video is there send it to them you have to put in the work I'm I'm gonna say mm. this because as you in Nigeria are looking for that opportunity kids here are looking for the same opportunity as well because what mm. people don't understand is People go to school in America on loan. You know, yeah. they come out of school, they are $70,000 deep, $80,000 deep or more. Depends on what you study. And you will pay that mm. for the next 20, 25 years of your life. So the same opportunity you are looking for back there in Nigeria or wherever you are in Africa, somebody here is also looking for that as well. So if you are not willing mm. to do that simple work, you are just hoping that buy only or, or Tola or somebody from somewhere will come and just pick you from where you are, which does happen. 
but the odds of that also is very low it's not yeah. going to happen you have to be willing to do that work and i just share that with you now make your video pass your exams because you're going to need it you have to be brilliant as well you have to have to be able to know mm -hmm. the difference what you want to study and also know your sports and we will do the rest for you Mm, that's interesting. So obviously you need um, organized football, then you need a way to capture the games that you have played because certainly it's one of the problems that we, we, we also have here where, you know, you, you ask a player for their video, you know, and then they have these clips where they are juggling. I see that every day, every day. Yeah, every day. <laughs> and dribbling, <laughs> dribbling through the cones and, and things like that. And of course, you know, that is not a match situation. So you need proper videos, you know, of matches. Then, of course, you then need uh, to get in touch with uh, uh, the coaches or any contacts that you've gotten. So that's a, that's a perfect explanation of the athlete who wants to go through that sure. college route. Now, of course, we've been, we've been circling and, and talking around, you know, these academies and academies. I remember you mentioned the issue of the agents. We're going to come to them, you know, eventually, because obviously those ones are a problem on their own. But on this issue of academies, can you run us through what ideally an academy does? Because I have been, I mean, I'll be honest, I've been someone who has been very critical of academies, especially in Africa, because I feel like, you know, a lot of them, you know, see it as a money-making opportunity. Yes. Right? People don't have where to put their children. So I just say, look, I've set up this academy, you know, bring your children. You don't have any plans. They don't have any plans for them that, okay, or, or this is going to progress. Yeah, exactly. These are going to progress. They don't, the skill set is not there. The knowledge is not there. You know, so I've been critical about them in the past. But can you enlighten us as someone who has founded uh, a football academy? What does a football academy do? What does the process look like? What, what should be, like a parent who is bringing their child now to an academy, what exactly should they be expecting? Brilliant question again, sir. Um, first, I would say it is not easy. A lot, a lot of people <laughs> actually think that it is. And um, this, is a very, this is a very laughable thing. I've had a few of my staff, my former staff, leave to start a football academy. At least I know three of them, <laughs> right? And a couple of years later, and I'm very, I, I, really, I really salute their courage. And of course, I'm not making fun of them now. They come mm -hmm. to me and they say, boss, we can't believe you are doing what you're doing, right? Mm. Um, it takes that number one thing is the drive. Like, what is the purpose of me starting this academy? That's a question the founder or any founder mm. in, any, in any sport, really, or any business have to ask themselves, why am I doing this thing? The reason why I am doing it is because I did not have this opportunity growing up. Obviously, schools, which is a big headache, are not encouraging sport playing anymore. Obesity yeah. is high. Crime rate is high. Mm -hmm. Finally, young boys that they grow up to be busy in their life, boys between the age of 13 and 16, I suppose they have extreme strength. Yeah. How are they going to use that strength? Let them go and burn it mm. in some sports. In this society we live in, that, that platform is there for them on a platter of gold. So the founder needs to ask himself the question of purpose. Why am I? What's my why? For anyone that wants to do it, the proper thing to do at an academy for if a parent is bringing their child, they have to know that, okay, how long is my child going to be in this academy? I always tell them, if you ask me that question, minimum of three years, mm. maximum of when the kid is 18, he has to be out of the academy. If he's 18, he has to be out for two things. Either he's progressing in his career to play somewhere else at the professional level yeah. or he's going to school. 
or the third one which we have added now is going through the vocational path i keep saying this thing i have that knowledge i went to a government technical college where i learned trade where i learned that was how i got my first job hmm. you know and we don't preach these basics anymore people want to start from the top nobody wants to start from the background so you have hmm. to let the parent know okay we are going to your kid is going to be a better human being first you don't tell them your kid is going to become sucker or it's going to become a, a who is the other youngster that is doing very well in Europe now. Don't give them that expectation. It's probably too high. Making the kids better human beings should be the number one goal. So that when they come, they have common, they have basic common sense of things. How to say good morning, mommy, good night, daddy. How to respect other people. How to uh, be an ambassador. How not to go into crime. You know, for us, that mm. is very, very important too developing their core value as a person what are the things what are the values that this kid have every everybody has some sort of strength and gift in them it could yeah. be that sport it could be for them to just um use that part to just know a couple of things about life and move on to something else so you have to establish that also to parents two the training methodology has to be there mm. who are your coaches who are the people training your kids you know what education do they themselves have i have have and i'm very proud to say this i have had the same set of coaches for the last 10 years at the academy mm. they have been the one take raising the raising the boys and putting them through the best that we can it's been very difficult like i said some of them don't mm. understand that when you join an academy at the age of 18 and you expect you to become chukwezi the following year it's not possible uh, or you expect mm. us to send you to Atalanta in Italy. It's not possible. We are realists. We are not going to say because we are an academy. We say, we are parents. Bring money. Let us, send your, let us send your kids overseas. Knowing that you are not ready or you are not mm. going to make it. It is wrong. You know, that, those are the things academy should teach. Proper value. That, okay, this child will be this. And you're going to have a path. And, of course, if you know they are not going to be going to make it as a football player in our own academy once you train in the morning this is our own methodology you come to the field between six in the morning training and between 8 30 9 o'clock you should be tired right you go home rest between 11 and 3 to 4 p.m you go and learn a trade a vocation we have four of them mm -hmm. that we've adopted so far for adopted mechanical engineering learning how to repair vehicles it might sound it might not sound very very neat to you like ah mm. mechanic you know mm. but it has over the years worked it is still working there is nowhere you go in the world especially in this kind of community in america with a set of skill that you're gonna be hungry you know mm. we have mechanical engineering i am a broadcaster we have that particular skill as well teaching them how to be a better communicator teach them how to operate camera how to shoot photograph how to be able to do anything that has to do with media third one is anything that has to do with graphics you know computer engineering yeah. now we have machine learning I've, I've been hearing about chat gpt for the past few days now and i'm, I'm studying it myself because as a leader as well you have to continuously develop yourself 
with anything that has to do with technology, information technology, we introduce them to, we have to ask them, which one are you interested in? And the last, which is not the least, is fashion designing. Th those trades, they don't go out of vogue. They don't go out. People still want to wear clothes. And it depends on what you see. Like I always ask them, what do you see? In any vision you have, what do you see? How big can you see? How far mm. can you see? I'm a, very, I'm a spiritual person. I'm a Christian. And I always put that value in our kids. You don't have to go through, you don't have to do my religion, but you must have a spiritual practice, right? So mm. I always ask them, what's your vision for your life? So if you, if you have to choose one of those four traits and go learn it for the period of one, the first year you're in the academy, if you don't have a choice of learning either of that, you're not going to be a player. Because if you're not learning that, that means you're in school, right? So mm, it's either you are in playing football, learning vocation, or you are in school. We don't want boys, because over the year we've also had that admirers, that the boys will play football in the morning, in the afternoon they will go and stress all the girls in the area because they are young, they are teenagers, mm. right? Mm. And I mean, if I start telling you some experience, we will not leave this place. <laughs> I, I can yes. talk about the experience over the years that they are carrying. Some of them have become men now that when they are watching this, they will laugh like, okay, he's mm. about to share my story. I've had some, one of my players impregnating one of our landlord kids that we had to like, mm. this, we've had, so this are real time experience that the academy has gone through. So what I'm sharing with you now is not just story. It is, mm. it is a system we have put in practice and it has worked for us. Most mm. of our academy players today are either in, in one vocation or skill set, or they are over here in the United States or they are somewhere in Europe doing something for themselves. For us, that is an achievement. We might, we might not be able to say, we have a player playing at the top flight yet, which is something that we achieve in the nearest future. That's why we have a plan, a vision. Now, if we are able to build our own place, because schools are not doing it anymore, where kids play football in the morning, they live on that particular uh, property, they want to go to school, they go to school on that property, they want to learn a, a vocation, they learn on that property. And every three years, we plan to graduate 100 boys 100 of them mm. going in different paths professional education vocation and better human being that's the vision for midas football academy and that's what any proper football academy structure should look like as far as i'm concerned Mm. What, what do you say to people who say that uh, because of the approach that you are adopting or you've adopted, you know, it, it's a distraction from football and that if only the players could focus on the football, you know, then maybe they'll be better at it. What do you say to people like that? You can't focus on football 24 hours. Mm. You, you, you cannot. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a physical sport. You actually need a distraction for you to continue to grow. And that mm. distraction is not something that takes away everything on you. And that's why we, we, we mentioned about odds. Just look at the statistics I gave you about the English, the United Kingdom itself, which is like the hub of the game. And look at, go and go and check what those kids, apart, after those 2% that made it to the Premier League, go and find out what those kids are doing today. Some homeless, some join gangs, some in prison some became fathers of kids they cannot raise so mm. we believe that we have to the distraction is intentional and like i said mm. it is something that we have put to work over the years 
it is not for you to say okay um you you, you have to work seven hours a day but you have to be tired after training you go home and rest you go and learn something and you come back home and go to training again and come back home even you even you as a person what do you think you're gonna do you're gonna go mm -hmm. to bed to wake up and recover for the next day so it's only when you have that strength to run around and you know that's when you start having devilish ideas and i mean the bible even said it itself mm -hmm. that the hand that does not do anything what happens to yeah. it you know it's you, you, mm. you a devil workshop right there so you are you are not building it has this this structure is there people just don't want to follow it people are trying to be awake for the wrong stuff but mm. for us that's that's how we are working that's how it's going to be Mm, interesting that you that you stand by that because obviously i think that having validated it over time you know it shows that it's something that works is it the job of an academy to get a a, a player a football club because you know i've heard players say things that you know if, if i want to join your academy you know then it means that you're going to get me a club in this country or you're going to get me in this is that a job of an academy that's a very technical question yes and no yes mm. uh in this path because if you are playing for an academy and let's say you are a 17 year old or 16 year old yeah. and the nigeria national team because we are using we are using nigeria context now is organizing yeah. hopefully a free and fair open trial okay you are a 16 year old you want to come and try for the team and you go and the coach or coaches like you and they want you to play for the national team they're going to ask for your information where are you from right and most of the time players that become that go on to become professional including the ones you and i can easily google their names today if you check this is this was how they became a public figure that they actually this was how the whole world was able to see them because they played for mm. nigeria at one point and everybody yeah. was able to see them right and they mm. became what they are right the other area where I said no is when you have this expectation that, that you depend on your um, academy 100%, then you might really, really, really um, be on the long thing, right? Because, for example, you are not good enough, like we said, that about, about odds, and you are in the academy for one year, two years, three years, to you, you are very good. But to the yeah. football academy administration they just believe you are just one of them and then the academy provide an avenue for you to channel your energy towards something else and it's not happening then you're going to become disappointed so and maybe if it's actually with the way we are at our academy like i said we are trying we've not been able to make it 100 percent that once you are 18 we don't want you to come to our yeah. academy go do something else because you don't have that time Erling Haaland mm -hmm. is just 22 years old. He has already scored 25 goals in the Premier League this season. Kylian Mbappe turned 23 few 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 weeks ago. He has won. He has played in two World Cup finals. He has won one of them. We are not comparing you to this. We have this young man that came from a, an academy in Ghana that played for the Ghanaian national team and played in Italy. He's just 20 years old. He's already playing with AS Roma we have these kids that are so at a particular age you are expected to be doing something we are trying to change that mm. culture that we are known that 
old men are the ones that play football from Nigeria. Have you seen people no, talk about some of our ex-players on mm -hmm. social media? You, you, you will be, you will be when they say like I don't want to mention names, you know, like of of some of some players that I know that play that people will like. Oh, we know his age mm. because the secret eventually came out. We are trying to change. We have to change that. It has to change. So if you are above a, a certain age, you have to find another path for yourself. We, I'm hoping that other administrators will start saying this, you know, to yeah. not because you want to discourage the boys. But to actually mm. push them on the right path, to let them have that reminder very early on that look, oh, it doesn't look like this thing will work. We, we can have many, many more coaches. You can mm. become a scout. You can become mm. one of the better agents. You said we're going to talk about it. You can become a scout for Manchester United, for Roma. There are qualifications mm. for it. There are courses you can study for that, which I can also help you for, by the way, if that's the path you want to go. So all these possibilities are there. But mm. So I've already answered your question. It is a yes or a no that if you are a member of a football academy, for them to find a club for you. Mm, that's that, that's a good one. Of course, you 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 mentioned the agents, which is a a good point to dovetail into that. Now, there's there's so much information out there, right, online as to how these agents behave, how there's you know this. Um, I remember a, a few of the agents that I talked to um, in Europe who are Europeans, and they're like, hey, we, we don't want to deal with you know nigerian players for this particular reason and all of that a couple of them have even encouraged me you know to become an agent so they can deal with me i'm like i don't even have time for that it's yes. too it's too i'm too stressed already with all the things that i'm doing but there's, <laughs> there, there's so much information out there with this agent stuff now first and foremost what does an agent do in terms of helping footballers number two why is it that these footballers are still till this day and age falling prey to these fraudulent agents i will answer from i will answer from uh, the top down they are still falling to them because they listen to that noise more and because our young people i'm going to put it that way are desperate mm. they are desperate extremely desperate i mean <laughs> I deal with these guys every day. Some of them still think I'm an agent as well. They call me agent. And I always tell them, no, I am nothing close to that. Um, what does an agent do? An agent is a very powerful figure. And I'm sure you know a couple of them um, that have made it to the very top of their game. But you just answered that question yourself earlier. Some of your contacts in Europe are asking you to become an agent. Why do you think they are asking you to become an agent? Because you are valid. Because you are you are you have value. Mm. Because you can be seen. Because when people mention your name, they can say, "Okay, I know him. He has a he is a former athlete, and he has a podcast, a very famous podcast. Mm. That is very important." But some of these guys, <laughs> oof, and like I said, I have a story about yeah. that. Not one, not yeah. two, not three, not four with my own football academy. And I'm sure you, you probably read some of them in my book. At a level of a grassroots player, the simple truth is that mm. you don't need an agent. The simple truth. That was why yeah. we have, that's, that's what we've talked about here. You need to play organized football. Remember we mentioned that, right? And where, do, where are you supposed to play the organized football? In an academy or a professional football environment. So the people saddled with the responsibility of dealing with agents are supposed to be your academy, 
mm. or your professional football that mm. you are playing I get with. You. And thank God, FIFA what FIFA did some change over over fifty years ago that now you don't have to be you don't have to be a lawyer to be an agent. I could be the agent of my child. I could have that mandate to say I don't want to deal with nobody. It's, it's English. It's, it's, it's English. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, English language. They're gonna if, if there's a contract. Okay, my child is playing for Mada Football Academy. You are interested in it. Okay, I'm the uh, founder of Mada Football Academy. They called me and I said, okay, mommy, they are interested in uh, Tunde. Tunde want to sign a contract. Do you want us to represent him? Because even at that, even though we are the one that trained yeah. that kid, the only thing we are qualified for mm. is the developmental of that kid we are not we are not, yeah, we, we, we are not automatically of course, of course. his or agent. the kid as an adult has a right to say my mom or my dad or my academy can represent me so thank god for that and even though folks out there know this and they will probably hear this from us now but some of them will <laughs> still carry their coconut head and find one is in croatia is in Germany with I mean yesterday I see went through two fake mm. invitation letters from a club. This kid sent it to me on LinkedIn, on on Instagram. Yes, I, yes, I, can you check this invitation for me? And I will say how mm. much have you paid? And some of them will not be able to answer. And some of them are already in that country, abandoned, yeah. trying to find their way. They can't find their way simply mm. because of that desperation. So Best way to deal with agents exist. They are very powerful figures. They know they know the people because believe it or not, the game of football is dirty. Um, I have a book here um, that I was reading. It's called The Red Card. Um, how the, the disruption in FIFA yeah. happened while uh, the former president was fired and killed, uh, of course, with Media Platini and all of them. Um, that book was. Mm. I mean, I will urge you to, op to to read it. Powerful eye opener about what how powerful these guys called agents anybody can become an agent all you need to go is your go to your, your football federation pay the fee write the exam and you're an agent right just because you know a, a powerful figure at the football at the football club but to be a scout is actually much more better than to be an agent because as a scout yes. all you do is recommend mm. a player if you know you have passion for the mm. game and you know how to watch mm. those ghetto football and all that go watch them recommend make the video recommend the player some of these players don't even know that if if an agent comes to you and say okay i'm interested in you he is supposed to be responsible for whatever he whatever he wants to take you to mm. you are not supposed to give him a dime or a dollar if he says you are very good let him invest or let her invest and when he or she takes mm. you to where you're supposed to be then you can pay some of this I'm telling you now, as an authority, thank God, I do not know a couple of years ago. But because you are as, a, as someone that constantly, and I hope it for everybody, that consistently seek knowledge, you know all this now. And it is my responsibility, your responsibility, which you are fulfilling now, to share this information with kids. Don't give your money to anybody. Mm. Join a football academy. Play organized football. If the academy is not good enough for you, walk away from there. Go to another mm. one. There are some football clubs in Nigeria mm. that have an academy. Mm. Go under them. Pay the fee. It is not cheap to run a football academy. Don't expect it to be free. And train. Let them develop you. Let them give you that chance. Let them give you a pathway. Mm. 
to become somebody. It is not, um, I'm trying to find the right word, but it, it is not by miracle. You can't get it done fast. It is a process. You have to be willing mm. to go through it. You can't give birth to a child today and the child starts sitting, mm. start walking. You can't plant mm. a seed of, of corn today and the corn germinates and gives you a, a, a maze on it. It doesn't happen like that. Every day, like you said, most of the videos I share, these are just the basic knowledge that we're sharing with some of these young youngsters. So we'll keep doing that, but that's the answer to your question. And, and it's a very valid answer, especially the parts about the, the agents um, requesting money, because just like you also get those um, athletes who send you those things, you know, I, I also get them as well with the agents saying, you know, you know, pay this money to do this. And, you know, what I, what I always tell them is that, look, you need to understand that as an athlete, you are the asset, right? If you are not there, the sport does not exist. Nope. Uh, um, Arsenal and Man U were playing today. Nobody was there because the 22 players that were playing, you know, had an agent who was somewhere. They were there for the players, right? Absolutely. So you need to understand that you are the asset. And when you understand that, and then you understand how the game works, particularly the agency angle, right? The agent makes money when you make money. So if they believe that you are that good, then they it's take simple. a chance on you. Right, so if, they, <laughs> if they can't if they can't take a chance on you, then it means that they don't. They are more or less like gambling and saying, "Okay, this one might not work, so you uh, might as well pay me up front." And of course, I mean everybody should run their practice the way they want to run it, but the athletes I, need to know that I, you know. That I, 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 I did not add this, and I want to add it real quick. Um, mm. one one other thing, one other pathway, and one other reason why you should join a football academy is for us. You remember at the beginning of this uh, interview, I mentioned of this coming, I mentioned about us going for tournaments yeah if you are playing for an academy or a football club you have more chance of getting exposed of getting mm. shown exposure apart from the issue that people have with visas and, uh, and, and 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 embassies as an academy if your academy is really strong which i'm hoping that Midas have earned now when the people see your name they will give you that honor like okay these guys have and you can come to a tournament in a place like this, the, the potential of opportunity is massive. You know, it's mm. huge. So going to an academy and playing organized football is still the best path for you. And if you are truly older than the age you are supposed to, and you are listening to this or watching, please, it is not because we want to condemn you or want to discourage you, but it is the truth. You only have so much time. We have too many frustrated young men there out there mm. in their 30s because somebody was encouraging them in their late 20s that you are good continue to play continue to play and now they are <laughs> they want them to they can't play in academy they can't find a football club they didn't learn any trade they did not go to school mm. what do you think you're gonna what do you think is gonna happen that's a frustrated human being and we have thousands of them so mm. i'm really hoping this message will i'm i'm always very passionate about it i, I mean you yeah. you read my book it's just yeah. less than one hundred. 20 pages because I, I revised it uh, a year ago with mm. more information if you can read if you cannot sit down and read that in a day or, or two and empower yourself with basic knowledge yeah of what you need to know then you have a long way to go a mm. long way and some of this information are just free so Mm, yes, it's, it's good that you mentioned it. And uh, unfortunately, the, the time is fast spent because I know that there are so many things. We can sit down and talk three hours. 
you know, and it's like it's like we've not we've not started, you know. So just as we wrap up, final two questions, Barry. The reason I named the podcast Athlete Man Show was because I wanted to help athletes master their crafts of being athletes, and I had alluded to this, you know, earlier in this conversation. What, in your estimation, does it mean to be a master of your craft? Wow, that's that's a very interesting question. Uh, to master your craft, the, one of the basic things you have to do is to have the best knowledge of that game, mm. to be willing to continuously be a student of it, to continue to learn, be open-minded, have a mentor that whenever you are behind or whenever you worry about any little thing, you have that mentor to fall back on. Mm. And that is one of the ways to become a master at anything. I'm sure you, Tola, and me, myself, have a couple of mentors that still mentors that we still listen to today. Mm. So if you really want to become a master at your craft, your sport, or any other sphere you are in life, you need to continuously be a student of that sport, of that trade, of that vocation. You need to have a mentor. And your work ethic has to be 100%, not 99, not mm. 98 your work ethics have to be up to par with your expectation. You have to practice affirmation. I'm a, I'm a firm believer in that. Uh, sometimes when the whole world is uh, going all, all over the place, you have to have that capacity to say, okay, I am good. I am great. I can be great. I can do this. Mm. Good things will happen to me. Right in front of me, I have my affirmation. Uh, you have to practice this daily. So for me, those, basic th those four basic things I mentioned, it's very, very important for you to hopefully be called in the future or to be seen as someone that has mastered their craft. Mm. Being a student of the game, having a mentor, um, continue to have a spiritual practice and have that crazy work ethic. Literally, you have to continuously have that work ethic and affirm yourself. I, I think that's what um, I can be able to give you at this moment. Mm, mm, being a master of your craft. Fantastic answer. Now, there's an athlete who has listened to us for the last one hour and five minutes there about. They listen to all the things we've talked about. Academy football, working with agents, the kind of work ethic you need to have. All the things that we've talked about, right? And mm. it, it, it's a lot to digest. It's a lot to take in. It's not something like we've also spoke about that you can do overnight or you can do in 10 minutes or one day, right? And they come to you and they say, Bye only, I've listened to your conversation with Tola over one hour. I've digested everything, right? But I need one thing I can start that gets me a step closer to my goal. It doesn't have to get me to the goal, right? I acknowledge that it's a process. I acknowledge that it takes time. But I need something I can start that will get me one step closer to my goal. What would that one thing be? Start. Mm. Just start. If you have been thinking about uh, playing the game, go and register into an academy. If you have been thinking about improving in the game you're already playing, get yourself extra time for practice. If your training is one hour regularly, leave that training, take your, your, your if it's football, take your ball, go and do extra work. Without one thing, just start. Add something to it. If you improve 1% every day in one year, you will have improved 365%. So 
that's that's gonna be my answer Mm, so just starts, you know, the the pondering, the calculation. Uh, where do I go? Where do I do? just just start? Just start, and just that's start. Uh, also uh, a, an answer that, of course, uh, is very simple. But until you carry it out, you actually don't see the power that is in that. Thank you so much for joining me on this, Violet. Um, can you tell us how we can follow you? Uh, we've talked about your book as well, which, of course, I have behind me as well. How we can get a copy of your book? How we can follow your work and everything that you do. Well, if you are in, not in Nigeria, the book is available on Amazon. Uh, it's titled Roadmap to a Successful Football Career. Um, the revised edition actually has more information in it. Uh, it's on Amazon, just like the name. Uh, on all social media platforms, it's my name, Bayonle Arashi. I'm sure Tala has it on uh, B-A-Y-O-N-L-E-A-R-A-S-H-R together. My website is bayonlearashi.com. I do uh, public speaking i do life coaching for um schools for young uh, for teenagers and young adults um in nigeria the book is available on digital platform on seller seller.com uh so you can and the hard copy is available in bookstore so it's, it's everywhere and of course if you you should follow me on all social media platform for a lot of free content and free advice i'm not charging you for nothing i'm willing <laughs> to share based on what i have learned how we can make our, our, our community better, our society better, our country better, how we can create a better human being. That's the least uh, I can do for uh, my people. Mm, and I'm going to put all those details, guys, in the show notes. Roadmap to a successful football career. And, of course, um, all the links to follow by only on social media and also a link to his website as well we're going to put all of that in the sonos thank you so much for joining me badly for spending the time and of course uh, for continue to share your message with the world because we we find that especially when your message is not one that um, everybody likes you know this day and age we always try to uh, panda to the environment so to speak yeah you're kind yeah. of checking we, we might be guilty of it sometimes where we kind of check a message we want to send out you know mm -hmm. would this upset anybody but for continuing to put out your message out there doing the work that you do helping the athletes the way that you help the athletes you know is something that has to be commended and of course i thank you for that thank you very much sir i appreciate it. thank you for bringing me on on the, on the set and i wish you all the best i really hope um this this can go on some major major platform very soon congratulations on all the success thank you very much uh, Thank you so much, Valley. Thank you. And there you have it, guys. The Footballer's Guide in ensuring that they have what it takes and they are properly educated on the requirements of becoming a professional football player. Looking to join an academy and all of that. And trust me, I'm sure you'd have seen all the things you need in that particular episode. And of course, obviously, you would have also seen that uh, Bayerle is a man who, you know, has been around. So he knows what he's talking about. And of course, being the founder of a football academy as well. So you want to check out, of course, his academy. You want to buy his book, Roadmap to a Successful Football Career. I'm going to put all of that in the show notes. And of course, how you can reach Bayerle as well. So athletemaestro.com forward slash Bayerle. Athletemaestro.com forward slash Bayerle. In the show notes, every single thing is going to be there and of course do not forget to get your hands on that free email course on the five most important skills you need as a footballer i supremely hope that you enjoyed this episode you enjoyed it share it with your fellow footballers share it with other athletes so at least they can also learn something from this particular episode so just hit the share button share it on instagram twitter facebook and any other social media that you have i also want you to head over to the website Check out the free and paid resources that we have for you there. All of it is geared 
and helping you break your mental and physical limitations in sports so that of course you can achieve your sports goals and if you haven't subscribed to the podcast so that you don't miss episodes like this with Biolea Rashi, then of course you want to do that athletemarshall.com forward slash subscribe athletemarshall.com forward slash subscribe does anything that you wanted us to talk about we didn't talk about we missed out on it send me a mail tola at athletemaestro.com tola at athletemaestro.com i'll catch you guys on the next episode of the show remember knowing is not enough you must apply willing is not enough you must do i want you to go out there i want you to apply all the things that biolay talked about i want you to go out there and i want you to be a maestro today and every single day Here's a preview from our episode with the iconic Gannon Baker. Gannon is a global player development coach who has worked with the who is who in the world of the NBA. Well, um, the ones that were a little better, you know, they they had the intelligence to understand. Mm. You know, uh, basketball is cognitive and motor development. Mm. Motor development is fast, strong, quick, coordinated. So the players that were good, when I corrected them and I showed them, hmm. they understood what I was saying. You know, it's, it's called the, uh, the aptitude to learn, the ability to learn. They, they understood two plus two is four. Oh, okay, all right, it's one, two, three, four, got it. You know, hey, when you get the ball, you pivot on this foot, you jab with this foot. If they're off, shoot it. If they're not, pass it. I mean, real simple stuff that... Cognitively, when you slow down, basketball is easy, okay. But that's not how basketball is played. It's very fast, especially with athletes like Africa, man. You're 6'11", 6'6", 45-inch vertical leap, mm-hmm. strong, quick. So you got to make quick decisions. And, um, and then, you know, the skills are fine-tuned. Elbow, you know, follow through, yeah. lock, lock the elbow. And so the players that, that were good, they picked it up. You know, they were just smart. The players that weren't, ah, man, they, they struggled with their head. So I, I saw some really good-looking players, man, tall, lean, athletic, but they didn't – They a lot of them didn't know how to catch. A lot of the girls didn't know how to dribble. And after about five days, some of the nice-looking players still were slow here. The other players started to pick it up. So, you know, I would tell young players out there listening, like, you know, really try to study the game. Use your brain. Focus. Uh, watch film. Pay attention. Review. Uh, but you know, you you got to go out there and really understand. It's 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 hard work, yes, but it's practicing smart, huh. practicing the right way. Then in the game, you're you're playing against defense, so you got to recognize where your other four teammates are and how the other five defenders are guarding you. For more from that episode, check out episode 497 and episode 896, the two times that we've had Gannon Baker on the podcast. Episode 497 and 896 of Athlete Maestro with Gannon Baker.